Good morning, good evening, whatever time it is, wherever you are. I see Internet Radio Sunday broadcast. We open up with the Sunday School lesson and some good gospel music. Enjoy. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Sunday School lesson for today. Uh, we hope everything is going well for you. Um, God is awfully good on this Sunday morning. Um, this is the um, first Sunday in the month of um, first money, first month in the month of September, the fourth quarter. Um, this is the fourth quarter of the year. Three quarters of the year already gone. This is the beginning of the fourth quarter. And um, we hope that um, you will be a part of our service today. We are live on Twitter. We are live on um, YouTube. Um, we are also live. Um, we'll be live on um, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. We are holding that uh, platform now. LinkedIn is the title of it, and um, all you have to do is go to LinkedIn and type in um, House C or Freddie C. Howard, okay, and let's see here, we are loading live on LinkedIn, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, um, as well as uh, Restream. I believe we got them all in, Nick in, uh, House C Production Gospel. Um, okay. We are going to um, also go to um, Facebook and um, go live there as well. Um, early Sunday morning. Um, we hope you have had an outstanding and great week as well, because God is absolutely good. He is good all of the time. All the time, God is absolutely good. Um, we are in the process of, uh, let's see here. We're going to go live. All right. Things been going. We hope uh, you have had a great weekend. Um, today is Sunday, and tomorrow will be a holiday for people, and uh, some will have to go to work. I remember when I was um, when I was at. Um, 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 working there at um, at um, at Holman Print for the number of years there in uh, Atmo. Um, I'm gonna tell you that was um, uh, I had to go to work uh, a number of days. But God has 
blessed me to uh, go ahead and uh, be able able to, and I have I am eternally grateful and thankful for that. That God has, God has um, um, blessed me like that, and I'm 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 happy for that. Because God is awfully good. God is awfully, awfully good. Um, we hope you uh, will follow along with us today with the Sunday School lesson. All right. We are going to go ahead and go live on Facebook. All right. Again, we say good morning to all of those on Facebook. Um, on a live um, studio, and uh, we hope you will enjoy the lesson for today. Let's go back and get started. This is uh, Sunday, Sunday, lesson number one, September 4th, 2022. This is the beginning of the fall quarter, 2022. The unit is God calls Abraham's family. God calls, God calls Abraham's family. Sunday, September 4th, 2022, fall quarter of 22. This is the very first lesson. This will be unit one, God calls Abraham's family. And the big subject for today is unbroken promise. Uh, key verse is uh, Genesis, the 12th chapter, verses 7. And it reads, the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land, and there build he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. Genesis 12 and 7. Genesis 12 and 7. We are going to go to um, Google and type in Genesis, Genesis 12. Genesis uh, 12 uh, and 7. Genesis 12, 7. Um, Genesis 12, so 7. And we are going to type that in for you. This is the key, this is the key verse for today. This is the key verse for today. Genesis 12 and 7. All right. Key verse. Let's go ahead and type in key verse. Okay. This is the key verse for today's lesson. Key verse. verse for today's lesson, for today's lesson, you can go to Genesis, Genesis 12 and 7. Let's go back and edit that so it is really clear to you, even though we are talking. Um, okay. Genesis 12. 
Genesis 12, 7. And the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said, uh, A, unto you thy base will I give this land. He's got it. In, in uh, parentheses there, how important A, what God is saying. Okay. All right. B, his seed. Who is his seed? The seed is his children. His 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 uh his children. And what are you gonna be given to him, his ancestors, is uh land. You're gonna be giving them land. And there, okay, there, and there. Build he an altar. What's the first thing he did? He built an altar. He built an altar to God. He built an altar. And unto the Lord who appeared unto him. Okay. That's the um, key verse. And what is an unbroken promise? That's a promise that's a promise that is not broken. That is a promise that is not broken. That's the focus of that. All right. Why does, what's the lesson aim? What is the power? What is the key here? As a result of experiencing this lesson, the participant should be able to do these things. You should be able to do these things. You should be able to do these things. All right. Trace the promise God made to Abraham, Abraham and their fulfillment. Trace the promise that God made to Abraham and the coming about of that promise, that promise being kept. God is the greatest promise keeper of all time. There is no one other. All right. Appreciate the frustration that comes with having too long time for an expected thing to happen. That is one of the problems that we have. All human beings are impatient. God has lots of patience. Blesses us with grace, 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 unmerited grace. And uh, his time is not our time. All right. Develop strategies to wait patiently for God. What is your strategy for waiting patiently for God? What is your strategy for waiting patiently for God? Some key terms, altar, the place of slaughter or sacrifice, blessings, a benefit, present, families, clans, tribes, relatives, people, your family, my family. Everybody has a family, brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers, grandmamas, granddaddies, great-grandmamas, great-grandfather, great-great, and the generations of your family. All right, land, earthly country, land. Some of us own land. Some of us do not own land. Many of us own land. God has blessed many of us to have land. That is a blessing in itself. It costs in the world today. 
for land to be a land possessor, you have to pay taxes on that land. All right, that is government for you. All right, nation, nation, such as the nation, a country, a place, nation, peoples, herds. All right, vision, a sight, appearance. What's your vision for tomorrow? Tomorrow is a holiday. What's your vision for tomorrow? What are you going to do tomorrow? You, Even though right now it is uh, 15 minutes after 5 in the early morning hours on a Sunday morning, you have a vision in your mind for tomorrow. What you going to do? Huh? Uh, Yahweh, the proper name of the God of Israel, Yahweh, Yahweh. Okay. Now, why does this lesson matter? Think about it. Why does this lesson matter? Huh? You ever think about that? Why does lesson matter? What's what's so important about this lesson? What makes this lesson so important? Huh? Why does this lesson matter? Well, this lesson matters because the reality of our circumstances does not always match our expectations. How do we respond when circumstances and expectations conflict? Abraham put his confidence in God and God reassured him. God reassured him. How about that? Uh, and God re, what? God reassured him. How about that? God made sure, in other words, reassured him. He assured first, he assured him that he was going to do what he said he was going to do, keep his promise. Then he reassured him. Reassured him. That means he did it again. Okay? That means he did it again to reassure him. Okay? Let's turn the page here. We have a fan in the studio here. Um, the air conditioning is right above me, and it tends to blow down on my head, and it gets a little bit nippy cold on me, so I have to leave that fan on, blowing a little breeze, and you can hear it in the background as well. Sound like wind blowing. It is wind blowing. Okay, the lesson in focus. Promise, promise is a disparaging response to someone who makes a promise and fails to keep it. Broken promises had an effect on those affected, even when the best intentions were the motive. An unkept promise upsets schedules and expectations, damages friendship, tarnishes reputation, and questions trustworthiness. Despite all efforts to consistently keep promises, we fail at times because of the frailty of our humanity. The other side of this promise making is that the frustration caused by a sure promise being delayed, especially for extended period. When this occurs, the promise used various coping mechanisms, trust, hope, anger, manipulation, alternative strategy, resentment, payback, and depression. See what we do? When God makes a promise, 
you can rely on it. He's the best promise group. But a human makes a promise. All kind of earthly, worldly situations come arise because of that promise. Oh, you can't trust him. Oh, Freddie Howard, you can't trust him. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what I'm saying? I've experienced that so many times, but it's okay. That's the way folks have pictured me and carried me and locked me in as to what I've been. How about you and your promises? What do folks think of you? Are you so reliable that you can depend on you just like the sun rising and the sun setting? How reliable are you? God's promise are the basis for many God's dealing with humankind. For example, God promised that one from among the woman's seed, namely Christ, would deal a death blow to Satan, make reconciliation to him possible. That promise God has kept. His son came down to 43 generations, died on the cross, crucified, murdered by his own people. And he rose again with all power in his hand. And guess what? He sits at the right hand of the Father, waiting to hear you say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thy is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, number one Baptist Church in Turner Springs, Alabama, where Reverend William Olive is our pastor. Welcome to the Sunday School lesson. All right. God promised that one from among the woman's seed, Mary, namely Christ, would deal a death blow to Satan, make reconciliation to him possible. Genesis 3 and 15. Years later, God called one man to the progenerator of a nation through whom the promised seed would come. Abraham, Abraham answered God's call from the midst of a polythetic culture and there to believe God's covenant promise to bless all people of the earth through him. Abraham faced and do repeated tests while after waiting for this promise to be fulfilled. Abraham learned the following. Abraham learned the following. Abraham learned the following. Number one, delay does not mean denial. Delay does not mean denial. Number two, God never breaks a promise. Let me pound that through you to your understanding clearly on this Sunday morning. God never breaks a promise. Number three, in God's economy, a day is like a thousand. One day, one 24-hour period for us, a day is like a thousand. Thousand. Oh, can you imagine that? The lesson in context. In the beginning, the first word in the book of Genesis, apathy introduced is content. Literally, Genesis means origin, source, generation, beginning. Beginning. The beginning. Powerful words indeed. Powerful, powerful words. 
September 4th, Sunday School Lesson. Number one devotional reading is Hebrews 11th chapter, verses 8 through 19. The background scripture is Genesis, the 12th chapter, verses 1 through 7. 15, 1 through 7. And the print comes out of Genesis, the 12th chapter, verses 1 through 5. And 7. Then Genesis 15, verses 1 through 7. We hope you have found those scriptures and are following those scriptures and double of those things are inside of the in out opening moments of the lesson. All right. Let's go on. The promised seed is Abraham. The lesson context, the first word book of the Genesis, the first 11 chapters in the chapters of scripture, chapters 1 through 50, Genesis described the beginning of creation, humankind, family, sin, salvation, salvation, civilization, race, nations, and Israel, God's chosen people. The first 11 chapters describe humankind failures to maintain a spiritual relationship with the Creator and a ray of hope for reconciliation in Genesis 3 and 15. This hope and promise was delayed but remained unbroken. Finally, a dramatic event occurred in chapter 12. God breaks a three-century-old silence and speaks directly to one man, Abraham, setting to him, setting in motion his promise to restore fallen humanity to, through one of Abraham's future descendants, the promised seed of a woman. True to Genesis, focus on origin. God calls, offered mankind a new beginning. God's blueprint for salvation. Although Abraham, Abraham's importance in the Bible and Israel history as a nation are undeniable, his call was more about God's faithfulness to fulfill his covenant promise. The promise keeper, the real promise keeper. All right. Currently, what are the challenges of receiving and responding to a call, Abraham? What are the challenges to receiving and responding to a call like Abraham? Why is that in your life? What are you doing in your life to keep your walk with Christ when you gave your life to Christ? How difficult is that? Are you keeping that promise? Loving care? Carry God's word, tell others about him, fellowship. In what ways was God promised to make Abraham's name great, fulfilled? You can see that in verse number two. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. A blessing to all of us. How have the all People have been blessed because Abraham responded to God's call. You can see that in verse number three. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curses thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Clearly to you and I, in this day and age, you can still feel the consequences of God's promise. When you bless Jesus, God, the church, the family of God's people, God in turn blesses you as well as others. 
is a blessing to give. It's a blessing to be thankful. It's a blessing to love. It's a blessing to read revelations. And four, what is the significance of Abraham building an altar in Shehan among the Canaanites? And how did it attest to his faith in God's unrealized promise? You can see that in verse number seven. And what does it say in verse number seven? And it says, And the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land, and there build he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. Amen. Currently, what are the challenges receiving and responding to a call like Abraham? Now the Lord has said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindreds and from thy father's house into a land that I will show thee. Okay, family, we love and be around and care about. But guess what? Family, listen clearly. Family can prevent you from doing what God wants you to do. Family can prevent you from doing what God wants you to do for him. Why is that? Think about that. How family controls you and what you do and how you react. I could be doing something here in the house, doing something that I'm interested in getting cast. And my wife in to me and says, come do this, come do that. You stop whatever you're doing and you go do that. In some cases, a family member can call you and you're sitting down to lunch. And they may be 20, 30, 40 miles away. I need you to come help me. Guess what? You leave that food right where it is and you get up and you go do what family member wants. When God got tasked for you, your family members can pull you away from that task. That's why God told Abraham, now the Lord has said unto Abraham, get out of thy country. In other words, he don't even want you in your own country or town or community, whatever. He says country, but it could be the community, the city, whatever. No, get away from it. Leave there. And from thy kindreds, get away from your kinfolks. And from the from your father's house. The father's house could be right up there. Like my father's house is right up a few steps up the road from me. Okay, unto land that I will show thee, not the land that my father acquired here, but to a new land, to a new land that you acquire. God will make sure that occurs. Okay, all right, let's look at insights rather quickly. Thank you, thank you for sticking with us. Great news, exciting news. You will see a call from the executor of a relative estate informing you that you are an inheritor of a house property as well. So on the faith of his word, you pack up, leave your current dwelling, and take off in your inheritance. But a not so as greets you on your arrival. The house is dilapidated, unhandable, and the land is unkept and overgrown. You left comfort and security behind only to discover your inheritance was more a burden than a blessing and more problematic than immediate gratification. What do you do? Do you go back 
Do you stay or do you complain? <laughs> what, what, what do you do? Think about the world. You gonna be complaining? Huh? Oh, he left me. Oh, he left. Oh, oh. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? What they saying? Can you hear it? I believe you can hear it. Abraham's situation was similar when he finally arrived in Canaan, verse 6. And in verse 6, what does it say in verse number 6? What does it say in verse 6? I am looking for verse 6. It says, Abraham believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. Look at that. And he believed in the Lord and he counted it him as righteousness. Abraham, the father of faith. You cannot please God without faith. All right? Abraham's situation similar when he finally arrived in Canaan. He found in the land already inhabited by nations more numerous and powerful than his household, taking the land by force and claiming it was humanly impossible. We can imagine the kind of thoughts that ran through his mind, uncertainty, hesitation, fear, doubt on human traits. His initial action proved his commitment to confidence in God who called him. Instead of turning back, he passed through the land, choosing to become a pilgrim and wait for God to reveal his will for him. Are you waiting on God? Are you waiting on God, the promise keeper? Are you? As Abraham first stopped, Shehem would appear to him, confirm his faith, and in verse Genesis 12, 7, a pivotal to understand the implication of this lesson title, Selected Content, Unbroken Promise. God keeps the promise. God's promise remains unbroken, even though he doesn't see it right away. When delayed by his sovereignty, will, and purposes, further it verifies their obedience in the key to blessing from God. In other words, God got things to do. Even though he say he's going to do this, he got other stuff going on that he has to take care of in order to fulfill that promise to you. Be patient. Be mindful. Do other things, such as like Abraham. He took a journey through the land, checking out things. You don't have to always put your hand to the plow way in a task to be done. Be patient. There's other things that you do. All right? Because Abraham chose obedience, he received what he needed most in his developing relationship with God. Obedience. How obedient are you God's word? How obedient are you to God's word? God's present and personal assurance that God would do what? Promise. Believers now can confidently rely on the truth that God promised. Remain unbroken. Because he cannot lie. Numbers 23 and 19. Numbers 23 and 19. is written clear that God did not lie. And he can't lie. Okay? No matter the length of time involved, God will, God will fulfill every one of his promises. How can this lesson assist the spiritual growth? of you. How can this lesson especially 
It uh, helps the spirit to grow for you. It can teach you patience. It can teach you to be waiting and wait on God. It can teach you not to take things into your own hand. If God says it's going to be so, it's going to be so. In difficult, under challenging circumstances, and when full men is delayed, allow allow yourself to compile a list of attitudes, actions, and that other people take when their patience is tested while waiting for the full fulfillment of promise. You know, all kinds of stuff to go on. A lot of worldly stuff to go on. Okay, patient, hatred, talking about them. Oh, they ain't worth nothing. Don't you hear? Do you hear it? Use the lesson content to identify a list of strategies Abraham used to maintain trust in God. Remember what he did? He walked throughout the land checking things out. How about you? Okay. For God to fulfill his promise to him. As a group, compare, contrast these lists and create a practical action plan for maintaining confident faith. Confident faith and patience while waiting for God's promise to be fulfilled. As an application project, encourage your students to publish and share this action plan as a resource for the church. What are you looking forward to? Such as the revival coming up on Sunday, September the 25th at 9 a.m. in the morning with parking lot service where you can tune in to the radio right there in your car with the air condition on, or you can go inside and sit down in the limited space with, with uh, COVID guidelines. What are your day, what's your day plan for that Sunday? How will you like, what are you going to do? Are you going to be peaceful? Are you going to be complaining about this, that, or the other? What are you going to be doing? So for us, there's a tithing amount they would ask members to contribute. What are you going to do? I'm giving this a blah, blah, blah. What, 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 you, what are you going to do? How, what will you do? Are you going to be uh, tied to your family? Uh, what, what, what? How are you going to be taking care of business? Waiting for a blessing from God, from revival. Are you going to be working, praying that you be revived? Okay, let us begin. Uh, this is Genesis, the 12th chapter, verses 1 through 3. Now the Lord said unto Abraham, Get thee out of this country from thy kindreds and from thy father's house into a land I will show thee. In other words, get away from your family. Your family will stop you. God going to show you where you're going. Okay? So just get away from them. Okay? Believe them. Believe me, they will interfere with what you want to do for God. All right? Now look at verse 2. And I will make thee a great nation. You're giving them your promise. We'll make them a great nation. And I will bless thee and make thee thy name great. I shall be a blessing. In other words, God will make him great. Other folks are going to be blessed because of him. Guess what? He is the father of faith. Abraham, the father of faith. No, he, he didn't see the end of it, but he had faith in what Jesus Christ said. But God told him. I said Jesus Christ, God, Jesus, son. He had faith. Those things have not been manifest to us as we understand them at that time. But he had faith. And I will bless thee and bless thee and curse thee that curses thee, and they shall all families of the earth be blessed. I'm going to bless everybody through you, Abraham. Everybody, all humanity. And that promise is being kept today, this very day. All right. A generic theme for the book of Genesis is beginning. Abram, Abram, Abraham, second call in chapter 12, initiated a new beginning for humankind. This call continues God's promise and plan to redeem fallen humanity made in the Garden of Eden. 
Eden before the fall. Okay? You know about the fall. The apple. This is the apple. He told them not to eat of a fruit of a tree. The fruit of good and evil. He told them not to let somebody deceive Eve. And she, in turn, told her husband and convinced him to follow her. See what family would do? Huh? God called Abraham while he was still in Ur in the southern Macedonia. This is see that in Acts 7 and 2. During his time, the pagan ungodly city Ur was at its height of prosperity and literacy. Abraham was still in Haran where God spoke to him after leaving Ur. Abraham's family settled in Haran for several years until his father, Terah, died at the age of 205. Then God called Abraham to continue the journey to Canaan. God commanded Abraham to let go of his country, culture, heritage, relatives, father's household. Give it up. Let it go. I got something better for you. I got something better for you. Do you believe it? Do you have the faith to trust God when he said, I got something better? Fulfilling God's promise for and in the lives of those he chose requires radical separation from anything and anyone that prevents total commitment and reliance on him. Total commitment and reliance on God. Are you are you there? Are you there this moment? Are you there? For Abraham, this meant packing up, pulling up stakes, changing his cultural environment. Abraham called meant no turning back. But God attached an extraordinary blessing to this difficult commitment. If he chose to obey, in verse 2, if he chose to obey, in verse 2, God promised to give Abraham multiple descendants, bless him, make his name great. As a result of these promises, Abraham himself would be a blessing contingent to Abraham's obedience. Obedience is the key. You gotta obey. Everybody has to obey. I'm 75 and I still got to obey. No matter how old you are, you got to obey. That's the key to moving forward in God's eyesight and in his faith walk with him. Obey. Go, Freddie. Go, Mary. Go, James. Go, Sue. Go, Alfred. Whatever your name is. Go, Reverend Oliver. Go, Sister Oliver. You know what he's telling you to go. Go, Andretta. Go, whoever you are. Go. Forget about what you already got. I got some better for you. God made the additional promise in verse 3. Those who are blessed are treated Abraham equally and equally. God promised to bless. And that those that treat Abraham disrespectful, curse, God will likewise curse those. In other words, you, you be cursing what God do is asking what things is doing, not lonely caring. God going to do the same thing for you. He's going to return to you what you give out. You give out love, grace, mercy, people, peace, and love. That was the same thing will come back to you. You give out a lot of hell and discord, he's coming right back to you. These promises are intended to protect and provide. Abraham's sense of security, spirituality, these promises apply to his future descendants, all believers who choose to accept his plan of salvation. God has also promised Abraham that through him, all the families of the earth will be blessed. This particular promise's ultimate fulfillment is through Jesus Christ. All the families of the earth with bread through Jesus Christ coming down to 42 generations and sitting at the Father at this very moment, waiting to hear you say, Our Father, He is there to take, connect you with Jesus, with God. 
put y'all back together. Because Satan leave Eve and Adam in the garden of Eden and separate. But guess what? Jesus will put you back together. All right. That's a blessing for all mankind. Look at that. That's through the faith of Abraham. How Jesus came onto the scene. Jesus Christ, Abraham called was for a specific purpose. His obedience was critical to its fulfillment. God's sovereignty plans counted Abraham's obedience as an early key term redemption and recreation of a fall. Abraham's first task was to leave his path, his life behind, and trust God to keep his word. This Calvary, God has called every believer to be a blessing to the world by letting go of ungodliness to live and practice righteousness and holiness. Powerful words, isn't it? Why is an intimate relationship with God a requirement for responding to his unique calling on our life? It must be very personal and intimate to you, to your heart. It has to be real. got to be real. I remember something that Shirley, Shirley Ann uh, Smith always said, her mama said, but she said, whatever you do for God, let it be real. It's got real, okay, and intimate and personal with your relationship with God. Have you heard God speak clearly to you? Have you heard God speak clearly to you? Have you? Usually it's the first thing you hear. You're doing something and something pops in your mind. Yes. That's God through the Holy Spirit saying, Betty, saying John, saying Mary, saying Sue, saying Bob, saying Woody. Um, when I was getting ready to do the Sunday school lesson this morning, I thought of my, my father, Willie, Willie Howard, as he taught Sunday school over in Mount Sinai over all quarter years ago. And I'm in there ironing my shirt to come on um, YouTube to talk to you about God in the Sunday school lesson today. I thought about my father. Memories. You have heard God speak clearly to you, giving you an assignment. What was that? What was your reaction? What was your reaction? What was my reaction when I thought about what my father teaching and the things that my father went through and the things that life that my father lived and the things that I witnessed? It brought about emotion. It brought about me thinking about my father brought me almost to tears to think about that. But he's gone. But guess who what? Here's some here his his son, 75 years old, getting up early in the morning at 5 a.m. in the morning to do Sunday school lesson on the media, reaching out to people all over the world. Thank you. God is awesome. God is powerful. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let's go to the next outline. Genesis 12, uh, verses 4, 5, and 7. Okay, here we go. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was seventy and five. Ooh, look at that. Oh, when he departed out of Haran. And Abraham took Sarah his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all the substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they were to go into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came. 
verse 7, And the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said unto thy seed, I will give this land, and there build he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. Abraham immediately expressed faith in what God had told him when he had heard Jesus speak, heard God speak to him and built an altar as a testimony to what God had told him as proof that I believe you. So I believe that you're going to give me all this land and all the promises that you made. I'm going to build an altar to you and praise your name. And make a sacrifice. Oh, look at that. Immediately. He didn't go down. I don't see this. I ain't going to do that. Whoa. Got to believe. It's got to be in it. Got to be personal. All right. Remember, he took Lot with him now. And the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your offspring, and with your children, your grandchildren, folks that's coming behind you, gonna have through you, you and your wife. I will give this land. So he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared unto him. A call from God requires national commitment, intentional, I mean, wholehearted commitment. During his earthly ministry, Jesus challenged those who choose to disciples to then separate from the old life, live for the, him daily. You can see that in Luke, the ninth chapter, verse number 23. The record of Abraham did just without hesitation. I question that you can see that in verse 4. Think about it. Abraham is a middle-aged man for his time and well-established, economically secure, socially comfortable, forsaken all to believe that promise of an unknown future in an undisclosed location over a thousand miles away. How what would you do? What would you do? God tell you to get up right now and leave your comfortable house and all this stuff that you got here. What would you do if God tell you that right now? Oh, what would you do? Ready, what would you do? Bring it on home. Bring it down to where the kids can get it, where you can understand. How often are believers guilty of failing to walk a few blocks to their house of worship or minister to those God called them to serve? Yet Abraham obedience proved that he believed that. His promise place he had was a thousand or so miles away. His word and his promise. And they didn't have the car. They, didn't have, they had number of walking and horses and, 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 and mules and things to move by. He still went. Will you go? Will you go? Abraham left her and his wife, Sarah, nephew Lot, and many people, souls, required by Abraham and his family that were paying for Oh, he owns things. People, okay? It was contagious. The many people of comfort him were likely to not slave, but hire servants for his possession. Abraham encountered an immediate test of faith when he arrived in Canaan. The land was settled and inhabited by Canaanites. Canaan was the land promised, but it is Abraham to possess it. Instead of turning back, he passed through the territory and stopped in Shean, where there God appeared to him, keeping his promise to bless Abraham with his presence and protection. God confirmed his com commitment to Abraham and rewarded his faith. You can see that in verse 7, 8. The Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your offspring, I will give this land. So he built an altar there. God who appeared unto him. All right? Abraham demonstrated his unbroken faith in God's word by building an altar, acknowledging God and the pagan Canaan. And amid the pagan Canaan, right in the middle of them. Then God's promise by building altars as he joined and catered, and although he arrived in the land and saw it 
the promised possession was to be to his descendants and not him. Look at that. That would that would have changed some folk, man. I want it. He's talking about folks. I ain't never, I ain't been born yet. You see how your mind be running? You got to think out of the block. You got to think outside the world. You got to think spiritually. You got to think in, in the lines of like God thing. You know, like Jesus' character, God's character. He was learning two specific things about the promise of God. Number one, God fulfills the promise according to his own timing and method. God's time is not your time, Fred Howard. God's time is not your time, Mary, Sue, Bob, Jim, whoever you are. God's time is not your time. All right? Number two, the believer's task is to maintain faith, not in the promise, but in the God of the promise. Maintain your faith in God. Not the promise itself, but in God who made the promise to you. Okay? Let's go to Genesis 15, verses 1 through 7, the last outline. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. No doubt Abraham was experiencing some things in his mind. God told him, all right, it's all right, Abraham. Fear not. Don't worry about it. I got it. You just you just keep your, your, your focus and vision on what I said. Don't take place, okay? All right. And Abraham said to the Lord, what will thou give me, seeing I go childless, and the stewards of my house of this Ezra of Damascus? And Abraham said, Behold, to me thou hast lost, thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the Lord of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thy heir. No, it's going to come from you, Abraham. Out of you. All right? He didn't see how that's going to be possible. He didn't see. He questioned God. All right? And he brought his forth the Lord and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars if that be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thou see be. Look up there. Look at the star. You see how many, you, you can't even number your seed, Abraham. God is talking to him. Abraham questioning God. And God is in, in reply and giving him an answer. You can ask God anything. You can talk to God about anything. That's his question. Talk to him about it. My son was asking some things, some stuff coming in the future with him and his family and his daughter. God got the answer. Ask God. He will give you the answers. And he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. Faith can be counted as righteousness. How about that? And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur of the Shouted. I give thee this land to inherit it. All right. Look at that. Look at that. Abraham was a man of faith, but subject to compromise, faith like all of humanity. His faith was tested in several areas. Personal security through Sinai, yeah, economic security through Lot, and personal integrity, although the offer of, of this richness, see Genesis 12 and 14, Abraham was poor now. He had some things. Okay? Even you got some things. You're not poor. You may think you're poor, but you got some things. How about your faith? How about your trust in God? How about you getting up in heaven and go to God? How about your car? Those things are worth. Those things are valuable. Some people don't have those at all. After Lot's rescue, his faith was tested concerning the promise of an heir. 
They give God freely promise. He persevered and, and protected and reaffirmed it in early promises. See just prayer two and three. By appearing to Abraham in vision, God had to ally Abraham's fear and doubt before confirmed. I got to take care of all them problems that you got. God can take care of them. Let him help them. You can't make them worse. This covenant with him, verse, God dealt with Abraham's fear by reassuring him that he was his shield and defense protector. And great reward provider. The cause of Abraham's fear is not stated in the narrative. There are two suggested possibilities. One is the fear of retaliation from combined forces. Abraham defeated to rescue Lot. Another is the delay in the promise of a biological heir. Abraham realized that his wife were aging well beyond standard childbearing years. See? God can do anything. Abraham had all that coming through his mind. Oh, I'm going to, boy, my wife is such and such a, she's, oh, the childbearing stage is almost gone. Oh, you know what I mean? All right. According to the customs of his time, the only feasible possible was making an heir or ever his chief servant. God wanted God addressed that. God addressed that Abraham's doubt by confirming that his future heir would be the son of his body and his servant, and then reaffirmed the promise of innumerable descendants. See, you'd be so many like the came people would be bigger than all of the stars. Your, your ancestors, your your heirs would be numerous. Illustrate the principle that belief based on obedience, faith yields unimaginable blessing. Look at that. Based on obedient faith, based on obedient faith. The principle based on obedient faith yields unimaginable blessings. Unimaginable. You can't even comprehend it. All right? That is the right relationship with God in Romans 5. That's the right kind of relationship. God declared Abraham as righteous. That is in a right relationship with God, Romans 4, because he believed he had faith in what God said. Abraham did not begin to start believing God at this point. He did so years earlier at his first encounter with God. This passage affirmed that a settled belief in the past, a settled belief in the past made Abraham right with God in the future. Belief always dictates behavior. Belief always dictate behavior. Abraham's faith was foundational for the covenant God made with him. Father God assured Abraham of the ultimate fulfillment of his promise because that was his purpose for calling him out of Ur. In verse 7, get thee away from me. I will heal you into a great nation. I will give you this name. All right. Revealing Abraham's fear and doubt is not a criticism of faith. All believers are prone to fear and doubt, especially when prayers, hope, and dreams are deferred and appear doomed to fulfillment. We all have those same fears and doubts in us, okay? The faith walk is never without problems, struggles, and disappointment. The assurance that God rewards consistent obedience by showing up when he needs him most. God is always on time. He is right on time. His finished work at Christ had declared a righteous because his faith is in Christ, his finished work on Calvary. We are called out for a divine purpose and given 
precious promises. Although we may not see immediate gratification or fulfillment of his promises, yes, and I will remain unbroken, 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. Our task is to walk by faith and not by sight, 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. Walk by faith. Stick with that. And believers remain faithful while waiting on God to fulfill delivery promise. What do we learn from Abraham's strategy? Abraham had things to do. I repeat again, Abraham walked throughout the land and checked it out while his things were happening. Waiting for God to do what he's going to do. What are you doing while you're waiting on the promise that God has made to you? You know what that promise is. I don't. You do. All right. What is a promise God has healed in your life? And share them, give promise for what God has done. Oh, man, God has been faithful to me. God has blessed me beyond measure. God has blessed me. Think about your situation. God has blessed you. Okay, every believer is God's choice, or as a vessel through him, he can bless others. However, experiences has taught us that blessings can be delayed for unexplained reasons for ex- for extended time. Abraham's life is an example. Your life is an example. Something you're waiting on, God's going to do for you. He's going to keep it. About your children, about your land, about your home, whatever. God's going to keep it for you. So how can you be a blessing to, to someone experiencing the unfulfilled promise of the group? Because you can tell them God is faithful. God is the ultimate promise. If God said it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come to pass. Tell them that. Okay? Our world is filled with impatient people, even among the community. Unfortunately, this impatience is often masked in a variety of unhealthy or uh, damaging ways. Recall Abraham's experience and his lesson learned. He created a strategy to assist others in developing God-centered practices. Patience and confidence in waiting on the fulfillment of God's promise for our lives. Just like God had a specific calling for Abraham, God has a calling regarding your life. If your age, your understanding of the willing of, your, of the calling in your life, God will reveal it to you. You do not know what God's calling in your life. Pray and he will reveal it to you, okay? Just like that. He'll show it to you. But you got to ask. If you're not sure about your call, ask God for you. What is my call? What is what? What you want? What Charles to do? What you want James to do? What you want? You know, what do? What, what, what do you want? All right. While Abraham trusted God, there were times when Abraham was in Abraham was able. He waited for God's promise to fulfill. After studying this lesson, develop strategies to help you wait patiently for God. God does not issue broken promise at all. A God promise can be trusted. All right. Now next week's lesson will be Sunday, September eleventh. Unexpected choice. The devotion reading come out of Psalm 75. The background scripture is going to come out of Genesis, the 25th chapter, the 19th to 34th verse. And the printed text will come out of Genesis, the 25th chapter, verses 19b and 34. All right. Now, do not forget the lesson for us uh, during the week to keep you in the walk with your path with Christ. All right. Monday, the first will be last. You can find that in Luke 13, chapter, verses 23 through. 30. Then on Tuesday, September 6th, God is great and gracious. You can find that in Psalms 147, 1 through 6, verse 12 and 20. Then on Wednesday, September 7th, God judges rightly. Psalm 75. Then on Thursday, September 8th, 
God's word does not fail. God's word does not fail. You can see that in Romans, the ninth chapter, verses 6 through 16. Then on Friday, September the 9th, who can argue with God? You can find it in Romans 9, the 17th chapter through the 29th, the ninth chapter and the 17th to 29th verse, brother. God can argue, who can argue with God? Romans the 9th chapter, verses 17 through 29. Then on Saturday, September 10th, God bless Jacob. You can find that in Genesis 28, verses 10 through 22. Then on Sunday, September 11th, God is free to choose. Genesis 25, 19 through 34. We thank you all for listening to the lesson to this day on Sunday, September the 4th, school, Sunday school lesson. We hope you are very much aware that God is the ultimate promise keeper, unbroken promise. God's promise to you will be unbroken. Okay, now let's close it up. On behalf of all of us here at Antioch, number one Baptist church, Reverend our pastor, we thank you, Jesus. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for the assurance that none of your promise will fail. Forgive our tendency to complain, fret, and doubt while we await their fulfillment. Help us develop the patience we need to trust and obey while we wait. In Jesus' name we pray. Trust Jesus Christ. His promises will come true. That is made to you. All right. On behalf of all of us here at Antioch, number one Baptist Church, services are on the second Sunday, the fourth Sunday, and the fifth Sunday, where Reverend William Allen is our pastor, and our first lady, Sister Joyce, uh, Reverend Allen Pastor Revival Sunday, September 25th at 9 a.m. parking lot service. Tune in on the radio, 92.5. Okay, God is awfully good. We thank you. I hope you have a great week. And on behalf of all of us here at Antioch Memorial Baptist Church, we hope you have a great Sunday. There is the first Sunday. Go to church somewhere, um, attend Sunday school, get the Sunday school book. Uh, make sure you have your Bible with you. Walk in faith because faith, like Abraham, the father of the faith. On behalf of all of us again, take care. Love you. God bless you. See you next time. God bless you. Thinking back on all the miracles you've done, that it's because of you. So many battles I have won. I've seen your awesome power, no other can compare. Before we can you're already there You do all things well You made the dumb to talk And you made the deaf man hear You do all things well You fed the And made a shepherd boy a ruler You do all things well You caused
Father in heaven, as of this moment, I'm no longer my own. I'm surrendering my life to you. All of me to you. All of me I give to you. All of me to you. All of me I give to you. All of me. To you, oh God, all of me I give, I give to, to you. you everything I am, all of me everything I have. To you, God, I offer all it up to you I give right now. To you. My man.
thank you, Lord, for being that ever-present help for me yeah. in my time of trouble. You never left me alone. Said you're always. Some people may wonder why I'm so blessed. Well, I can tell you, it's only the favor of God. I've got favor with my father.
purpose is clear. To stand for holiness. And righteousness. For our God. And that's not all. United we stand. Having no fear. Standing for holiness. Yeah. 
I've written a lot of songs in my life I've tried to be a blessing to your people I've gone abroad to spread the good news Even to those who didn't believe you hey, I've given my life to this music I've tried to do what you asked me to Now I feel compelled in my spirit To write this song for you A simple song that says I reverence you, I exalt you. 
just wait. wait me I promise I'd never leave you, nor forsake you. Wait me it may not seem like I'm coming, but I am. your mind that we would be totally lost if Christ had not died for our sins at Calvary. Check this out. See you. 
Good morning, good morning, good morning. We hope everything is going well for you and you're enjoying the music that we've been playing. We hope you enjoyed the Sunday School lesson this morning. Um, speaking about the most powerful promise keeper there is, you're talking about God Almighty, Jesus Christ, God the Father, beginning with Abraham, and he's the father of faith. Then we followed that up with some powerful music from Mr. Doug Williams. We're going to go to... Um, some of the artists that's on um, Daryl J. Jones' uh, inventory of gospel artists that he sends out all over the country and all over the world. You can reach Daryl J. Jones at 932-224-006. What we're going to play right now is a um, song, The Greater the Trials, The Greater the Blessings. The Greater the Trials, The Greater the Blessings. This is Mary Pugh and the Pure Singers. Um, you want to get your hands on this one? This one's been around for a while, but uh, it's got uh, 5,484 views and plays since it's been out since uh, 2019. Uh, the greater the trials, the greater the blessing. Mary Pugh and the Pure Singers here on uh, Housey Internet Radio, Blog Talk Radio, in places like that. Enjoy. God bless. Thank you. 
Alright, um, this one here is called My Faith is Working. This is by the um, New Christian Heirs. My Faith is Working. And guess what Sunday School was about? Um, Abraham and faith. How is your faith? You cannot please God without faith, you know. This one is called My Faith is Working. Is your faith working? Uh, this one has been out since 2018. It hasn't got a whole lot of views. Uh, but it has got a lot of plays. But uh, it is the foundation of pleasing God. Is your faith working? You're listening to House C Internet Radio. Good morning, good morning. Enjoy.
House C Radio, located at 231 6th Avenue down south in the big city of Beatrice, Alabama. We are your internet radio station. Stay right where you are. Won't come in your way here on House C Internet Radio on a Sunday. Today is God's day. In fact, every day is God's day. What a blessing. This is me, Mr. Albert White, and this one is called Let it be done, let it be done.
Guess what, guys? The key to that, let it be done. It's got to be in God's will. You can ask God for this, that, or whatever. Pray for this or pray for that. But the key to it, it's got to be in God's will. It's got to be in God's will. Um, This one we got coming up here. Um, this one that we got coming up here uh, is um, Jewel and Converted. Jewel and Converted. And it's called the One. Um, we hope you uh, hope you will like it. Anyway, uh, as we move around here in the studio, getting things set up for you, the song here is we pulling it from the library of songs that we uh, have located here, and this song right here, um, uh, "Jewel and Converted." Um, if you want to get your hands on these, some of these songs that fast few songs that we playing here, you can contact uh, Dara J. Jones at nine three two. Triple two, four o six. This one is called uh, the one jewel and converted here on Housey Internet Radio, as well as on Block Talk Radio, Mix Cloud, and other places like that. Enjoy your Sunday, and enjoy the music. Stick with us. All right, jewel and converted.
Who's the one? Jesus. Who is the one? Jesus. Yes, sir. You're on House of the Internet Radio. The question is, who is the one? Who is the one that can do anything in the world? Who is the one that is in God's will? It will be happening for you. All right. Let's continue here on House of the Internet Radio. Don't forget now, you want to get your hands on this music? You can call Darren J. Jones at 932 444006 out there in Crockett, Texas. Tell him you heard that music on that radio station, How C, How C Production Gospel, on Blog Talk Radio and Mixcloud and on Twitter and places like that. Anyway, from down south in the big city of Beatrice, Alabama, we're going to continue with good gospel music. This one here is Endurance from the CD I Got a Home. And this one is about, thank you, Lord, for your mama. How many of you all can say that about your mother? 99 and 9% of us can say that. Thank you, Lord, for my mama. Here on Housey Internet Radio. Thank you, Lord, for my mama. We, the members of Endurance and Brother Spanky Williams, would like to dedicate this song to all the mothers, whether living or passed on. I went out in the world when I was very young But my mama checked on her son I know my mama, she loves me Oh Lord, I was hard-headed, thought I was grown Felt like I could make it on my own And still, my mama, she loves me She could have loved me all alone But when I'm in trouble, I just gotta pick up the phone Because my mama, my mama was always there. Show number one who cares. And I gotta lift my hand and thank you. Thank you, Lord. Oh, my mama. One more thing. I went out and did everything I could. And my mama knew, knew I was up to no good. And still, my mama showed up on me. Yes, she did. She could have left me all alone. But whenever I was in trouble, all I had to do was pick up the phone. Always 
part of a good mama, y'all. And I just want to thank you, Lord. Show nothing for my mama. Mike, if you don't mind, let me tell these folks. There's nothing in the whole wide world like a man. Good mother will cry for you She'll even lie for you And if it comes down to it She'll lay down and die for you Oh, oh yeah Oh, 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 yeah I gotta go on my knees And thank you, Jesus to Hansi Internet Radio. If you want to get your hands on this and call down, 932-222-4006. Mother's Day. Nobody like your mama. This one right here, um, I got this one from Daryl too. This one says, if I hold out just a little while longer, if I hold out. This is from the CD Sand Steel. I'm going to tell you, I love this song right here, so I'm going to do a little snippet of it back to back three or four times. It says, if I hold out just a little while longer. If I hold out. <laughs>
lives. And we see every round goes higher and higher. And I'm sure somebody lost a loved one that you missed. But they're resting with Jesus. And one day we got to do the same.
42 minutes into the broadcast. We want to thank all of you all for listening for today. We hope you enjoyed the opening Sunday school lesson and the gospel songs that we are closing it out with. On behalf of all of us here at House and Net Radio, and to say, Good God, God bless you. Have a great Sunday, Monday. Be safe on the holidays. Somebody was talking about you, huh? That's the way it is here in the world. Yes, God bless y'all. Take care now. See you next time. Instead of helping me out of my strain, my we friends gone. went all over the town scandalizing my name. You know that they did. But let me tell you what I did. I turned my troubles over to Jesus. Forgot all about my problems. He reached down from his throne and fixed everything that was wrong. He made Sinner too. Make it all right. Heard a voice from heaven.
for me.